Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott hanging out live here at Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Get here. Grab jazz gear. We still have some left. Plenty of T-shirts. We have some bees tickets. We even have a hat left, Gordon. Uh, so want to encourage people to come by 3561 West, 114th South, right out here at the district. So come on and uh, come on out and see us. Brand new location. Uh, same terrific food you've come oh, to expect yeah. from uh, Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Great atmosphere, great food. All right, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Joining us now, he writes for the Daily Memphian. He's also host of the Jeff Calkins Show. He is Jeff Calkins. Jeff, thank you for a few minutes. How are you? Oh, it's good to be on. Thanks. Appreciate it. Je- Jeff, Jake wanted to make sure he was pronouncing the name correctly. Is it the Memphian? It's the Daily Memphian. Yeah, I left the local newspaper. You know, it's, it's a changing universe. So if I was at the, at the Memphis Commercial Appeal for 23 years, and uh, there's a new digital site in town called the Daily Memphian, and that's for whom I write now. Yep. Okay, good. Then you were right. Oh, okay. You know, I just Daily Memphian, yep. Sure. Uh, all right, Jeff. Well, uh, tell uh, jazz fans what they should expect from one Mike Conley. Well, it's funny. Um, he's the nicest guy in the world, first of all. Um, and it's no accident that he just won, you know, both <laughs> best teammate and uh, sportsmanship award from his peers at the NBA um, at the NBA Awards. That's it's almost a running joke that that he actually gets a little frustrated that he has been recognized for being an unbelievably good guy, which he is. Um, and 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 he would say slightly overlooked in terms of the quality of player that he is. And he's been, you know, it's awfully hard to be an all-star level point guard in the West. He is an all-star level point guard. He just isn't an all-star uh, point guard because of, of, of Steph and Russ and, and everyone else that you're dealing with out there. So, um, but I think it's perfect for Golden State and, and I mean, for Golden State, for, for Utah, I think it's Golden State, but I think it's perfect, um, a perfect fit for a team that's, that wants to contend for a title. And there's no question that, that Mike was, looking at Mark and, and his celebrating in Toronto and what fun he had in the finals. And he wanted to be in the position to do the same sort of thing. And I think he was going to be, uh, not that he was not invigorated here, and, but he's going to be reinvigorated in Utah, Salt Lake. And, um, and you're going to get a great player and a great guy. He's just tremendous. So tell us a little bit. We, we know, I mean, we've been watching Mike Conley for a long time, right. but, but you've been watching him up close and personal uh, describe his game for us. What, 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 do you, what have you seen? Well, the funny thing is, is that um, you know Mike was originally the booby prize for the Grizzlies in that great Kevin Durant, Greg Groden draft. The Grizzlies were the worst team in the league that year. Um, at the time, you could only drop if you were the worst team in the league down to four, and they did. And so, uh, Odin went first, Durant went second, Al Horford went third, and the Grizzlies, who already had Kyle Lowry at the time, drafted this Mike Conley, who was sort of Greg Odin's sidekick. Um, and he came in, and he, he had sort of a slow start to his career. He was almost traded in his second season to, to Milwaukee. Um, but Mark went in there and put his foot down and said, don't trade him. Um, and he has become, in some ways, um, he had to subjugate his game a little bit because of the way the Grizzlies play. Um, he is, he is, he, he is at his best. He's, he's not as quick as he was, but he's, he's, you know, blazingly fast and has been, that's been part of his, uh, part of his game, um, forever. Um, and he really operates best in the open court is sort of, he's, he, and, and he has been sort of shackled, um, uncomplainingly to, to Zebo and to Mark and was, was, um, is a great teammate and was happy to play that way. But what's interesting is he really like last year, statistically may have been his best year and once um mark was traded down the street he was tremendous like he was when you're able to play a little bit faster now obviously he's going to have some of the same issues 
uh, in Utah. Um, but but um, he's tremendous in the open court. He's great in the pick and roll. He's become a, a great shooter. Um, it, he'll play in, in many ways. He'll certainly play on the ball. He's your classic point guard. Um, but he can play off the ball, too. Um, so I, he's, he, he's lost a little bit defensively. He's not as good defensively as he was. You'll hear things about, say, he's injury-prone. He's really not, um, if you look at how many games he's played. And honestly, a bunch of the seasons where he was shut down at the end, it was because the Grizzlies were out of contention and it just didn't make sense. So, for example, at the end of his year heading into free agency, he could have played. Um, if you actually look at him, he's, he's been pretty durable. Um, he's not as explosive and athletic as he once was, but but he's smarter than he ever was. And um, I, I, th- I think... It seems to me that uh, that y'all need someone who can, in addition to Donovan Mitchell, create, and that's what Mike did. Mike can create. Mike can get his own shot. He can play off of uh, Donovan. He, you know, you want him taking a shot at the end at the end of a game. He's just he's a, he's a he's a tremendous creator, and and you know, but here he was. Um, he was the he was the captain. He was the conductor. They called him in Memphis, and and um, and it's because he's incredibly smart. He's just a he is an all around um, skilled point guard. He's not the one thing he's not. He's not a guy who sees things that no one else sees. Like that kind of passer, he is not. He's not a wow. I can't believe he saw that. In many ways, Mark was a better passer than Mike. He'll make the smart pass and the efficient pass, but it's not. He's not one of those, um, you know, like Jay Will was once upon a time. He he didn't do that. He doesn't bring you out of your seat with the with the with a sort of seeing eye passes, but he's a very smart distributor. He can get to the rim. He's got a whole selection of floaters. He's ambidextrous. Um, so he can, he can, he can hit floaters with his right hand or his left hand. Um, I think he's, you know, I, the only question is, is he's going to be 32 going into this, uh, these last two years of his contract. And so how quickly will he fall off a cliff? But again, we saw really, as good a Mike Conley this past year, certainly offensively, as we've seen in, throughout the entire career. Jeff Calkins is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone talking a little Mike Conley. Uh, Jeff, we followed the rumors and, and what was reported closely here around the trade deadline, and, and by all accounts, this deal was close to going down then. Why do you think it right. didn't, and what was the difference between then and now? Oh, I think the Grizzlies made the assessment, and probably correctly, that um, that that they could get more that they could get more if they waited. The risk in doing that was he could get hurt or something could happen. Um, but I think, I mean, from the Grizzlies' perspective, it also makes sense. They are not going to be a team that is on a playoff run while Mark is still relevant. They have turned the corner. They have had to rebuild, turn the page, and so. Um, they didn't have to get rid of Mike once. A lot of people said, well, they drafted John Moran, so they had to get rid of No, they didn't. They, Mike could have played with John Moran. He would have been perfect to, to sort of teach John Morant um, how to play point guard. He could have played with John Morant. Um, it would have been fine. But it's sort of a waste of his talent and a waste of $30 million, north of $30 million a year, to have him play that role for a non-playoff team. So um, I think what happened was is the way that – um, it was structured. Um, it really met the. It, it really, in the end, met the qualifications that the Grizzlies needed, which is they got the, the one first round pick, obviously, um, this year. But then they got the second first round pick, and I think the fact that it is likely going to be, uh, it looks like it's going to be a 2022 pick, um, which will likely be the double draft year. Now. Uh, Utah should still be good then. I imagine that will be a pick in the teens, but it's supposed to be a pretty rich draft. So I think that made that more tantalizing for Memphis. Um, And then the fact that they didn't have to take back really meaningful money. Um, Both contracts that they got are expiring at the end of the year. Um, And so it didn't burden their cap. I think Memphis, honestly, from my perspective, probably finally got an offer that they thought was worth taking. And I think from... um, I think from Utah's perspective, uh, with Golden State coming apart, uh, with an opportunity, it looks like, to really compete in the West and then seeing what happened in the playoffs and the need for a secondary playmaker or for another playmaker, it made sense for 
for the for the Jazz to step up and to to, uh, to to make an offer that was acceptable to Memphis. So Jeff, what you're saying here is that this is a guy who has a certain effect on his teammates that could be sort of a coach on the floor, not going to wow you with unbelievable passes, but good, solid play that uh, might improve the offensive output of, say, a Derek Favors or Rudy Gobert. Well, I mean, he's yeah. Compared to, to Rubio, he's just a much better offensive player. Um, he's a much better shooter. He's a much better shooter than Ricky Rubio. So he'll open the floor in a way um, that Rubio could not. Like Mike, Mike can Mike can kill you um, uh, shooting the ball. Um, uh, Ricky Rubio might throw passes that are more entertaining, but Mike is clearly the dramatically better player and has been throughout the course of his career. He also is the nicest guy in the world, which I know doesn't like that's not the most important thing when you're trying to get a title, but but he is a really good locker room guy. I mean, Mike they, they Mike was hung out to dry at the trade deadline. The fact that the the Grizzlies said basically we're putting these guys on the block and then traded his best friend Mark and it, we all we said goodbye with with Mike. There was this, you know, we thought that, that the last game of the deadline was his last game. So the fans cheered and said thank you to Mike, and we all lined up. And like every media member, Mike's practically one of our favorite players that we've ever covered because he's so decent. So we all shook hands with Mike and said, you know, good luck, and it's been a real, it's been a privilege to cover you, et cetera. And then the next day, he's still there. Um, he comes back and. And the assessment with Mike was you could do that with Mike because he wasn't going to complain. You couldn't bring Mark back because I, mean, I love Mark, but Mark is known for being a little moody one way or another. Like Mark can be a little difficult. Mike, you could do that. You could put Mike on the trade deadline and say, yeah, oh, you know, we're yanking your back. You're going to come out and finish the year. And you knew that Mike would be the consummate teammate, and he is the consummate teammate. But there's no question. He knows how to play with big guys, and so he's going to be great with Gobert and Favors. I mean, that's literally how he's made his bread and butter for the course of his career. But he's never had a player, honestly, the Grizzlies have never in the entire time he's been here had a wing like Donovan Mitchell to play with. And so, to me, you've got, yes, there's no, there's no point guard in the league who's more experienced at sort of helping big guys be their best. But then, from Mike's perspective, he's not going to have to carry the load that he's carried in Memphis because he's going to have a player like Donovan Mitchell there, which he's literally never had alongside him. So, you know, I don't, I don't think – I think by the time the dust settles, we'll see what happens in free agency. I don't think I, – I don't think Salt Lake Utah will be the, the favorites, but I do think – you can imagine a scenario where you get to the NBA Finals with Mike. Um, I think he makes that much of a difference. Uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Calkins is with us here on ninety seven five and and twelve eighty the Zone, talking a little bit about uh, about Mike Conley and uh, the impact he would have for the Jazz. And and maybe you answered this a little bit already, Jeff, in in what we've been talking about. But Gordon and I don't agree often on much, but we do agree that Mike, uh, from a locker room standpoint, from his game standpoint, and what he can do in the pick and roll, and the way he can shoot the ball, he he fills the gaps that are currently on this jazz team and we think it'll be a terrific fit it sounds like you would agree with that yeah i don't i mean to me this is the we'll see how it works out obviously from the grizzlies perspective will they use their cap space that they got from this wisely will they use the draft picks that they got from this wisely um that's what will determine whether it's a uh uh, a smart trade from the Grizzlies perspective um, and from the from the jazz perspective um, in the end you do this with hopes of getting at least to a you would think a western conference finals um, and then will Mike stay healthy and how well will it all fit together um, that remains to be seen but to me this is a no brainer trade for both sides i i and and the and the nice thing is is that people here in Memphis. They're thrilled with the return because it was time to get to turn the page. And with Mike, the other three were gone. Tony, Zebo, and 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 Mark were gone. And Mike was the first to get here of that group, and now he's the last to leave. And um, so it was time to turn the page from the Grizzlies' perspective. But the nice thing is, is that people here are absolutely thrilled for Mike that he's going to have a chance um, to play in meaningful games. I mean, I, I wrote about this when he left, but here's a guy who. Um, broke his face in three places 
against Portland the, in the playoffs, and ten games, he had two two titanium plates um, put in his face, seven screws. Um, he he could only eat applesauce. He um, and he and 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 the doctors told him not to sneeze because the whole damn thing might come apart. And um, and there he is, ten days later, and he plays against Golden State. Against the advice of his, everybody, his family, and everybody said, "No, no, no, Mike, don't do this." Memphis had lost the first game against Golden State in the playoffs, and so there you are at Golden State. This was back when they very sensibly gave the awards, the MVP awards, out during the playoffs. So Steph gets the MVP award before the uh, before game two. The whole place in Oracle is going crazy. MVP, MVP. Mike comes out, scores twenty two points is really the better player um, and wearing a mask, which is misting up and carries and inspires the Grizzlies to a win to tie the series at one. And that's because that's how much it means to Mike to play in meaningful playoff games. In the end, he's at a point of his career where that's what he wants to do. He wants to play in meaningful playoff games. And so for Mike, who did that for the Grizzlies, to have a chance to play in meaningful playoff games is all he wants. And I think what everyone in Memphis wants for him. So, um, people in Memphis will be, it will be obviously hoping this works out well for the Grizzlies, but we were cheering for people in Memphis were cheering for Mark to win the, the title this year. And there's no question they'll be pulling for Mike um, in his new home. Wow. That's a cool dynamic. One final question for you, Jeff, that has nothing to do with basketball or at least nothing to do with the NBA. There's been uh-huh. talk since UConn is uh, leaving the AAC Memphis is a member of that league. Some have said that BYU, a school that we have a lot of listeners who root for that school, how do you like Memphis being in the American, and uh, do you think it would be a good fit for BYU? Well, you obviously know much more of the dynamic with BYU than than I do. BYU is, uh, my own prediction is, is with UConn leaving, that, that the American will probably stay at 11. Um, it's awkward for scheduling purposes to stay at 11, but um, I don't think it makes sense to add another if it's going to be UAB, for example. Um, the American is very clearly separated itself, it seems to me, as the best conference outside the Power Five. They have the best TV deal. Um, they just got a new TV deal. It's it's proven to be a pretty darn good football conference. Obviously, UCF is doing what they do. Memphis has been pretty good in football. Houston's good in football. Um, it's a very good basketball conference. Uh, Mick Cronin just left um, Cincinnati, but Cincinnati is going, going to be good pretty much uh, invariably. Memphis is with Penny Hardaway is, is killing it on the recruiting trail, number one recruiting class in the country. I think outside the Power Five, it's a very good conference. But it seems to me... I think the, a, the the American would be thrilled with BYU. BYU would be one of the teams that that would make sense, and, and which they'd go to twelve for. Um, I just I have always gotten the sense that BYU wouldn't do it because they have their own thing going on, and so um, and so I, I don't and I don't know the dynamics from that end of it. I'm sure if BYU is, would, would would be interested. The American would be interested in a way that they would not be interested in almost any other team that's available. Um, but I don't know. You tell me. I, I get the sense that it probably isn't something. Obviously, the travel is an issue. Um, but my understanding is generally that BYU BYU has independent value and might not want to just sit here and take a one twelfth share of the American television money and. And I don't know that they want to write different rules for BYU. And so I think you might have a problem there, but but you know that better than I. Yeah, I, I think a lot of those same questions are coming up. And, and really, it's a, it's a divisive topic, Jeff, because I think a big part of the fan base liked having a conference and a big part of the fan base doesn't. So it, it's one of those right. things, is, as you know, with sports radio topics, it's one of those things that constantly comes up and certainly was back in the news this week. So. Well, and it, I mean, the problem is, of course, is that, there, that you, you have a situation where it's a very good conference outside the Power Five. But if any one of these teams are offered the chance to go to yeah. the even a, a Big 12, which might fall apart, and, like they wouldn't leave in a minute. They all wanted to leave when, the, when there was the rumor that the Big 12 was expanding. And so um, it, it's the best of a – if you're going to be left out of the Power Five, it's a very good conference to be left out in. But every single one of these 
teams in this conference would bolt in a minute, of course, if they got an invitation to a Power Five. I'm disgusted with the whole system and the way that it's carved up, um, but that's the reality that we deal with. Jeff, absolute great stuff. A real pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so very much. Thanks, Thanks for having me. All right. See you all. Jeff Calkins from the Daily, the Daily Memphian and also hosts a radio show out there, the Jeff Calkins Show. And I'm glad you snuck that question in about BYU there at, uh, at the end. Give a little perspective on kind of what maybe the, the AAC is thinking, and he thinks they'll probably stay at 11 for the moment. Yeah, and uh, he's probably right. BYU probably isn't interested. But uh, still, with Memphis being in that conference, I wondered if he had a, a point of view on it. As far as what he said about Mike Conley, nothing that he said surprised us right on the money. Uh, This guy, not a lot of duplicity with Mike Conley. He is who he is. He, everybody knows what a good player he is. He sounds like he's just a terrific individual. That fits what the Jazz always say they're looking for, and they got a good one there. And uh, I, I do believe what he said when when Marcus All won that NBA title. In the celebration, he texted Mike Conley. And they shared in that moment of glory from Marcus Saul. Uh, that shows you how close those two were. Marcus Saul would be more than happy to do the same for Mike Conley if he was doing that with the Jazz. Not that Marcus Saul doesn't want to win it again, but I, uh, I, I think that uh, a lot of people would be happy for Mike Conley if he were somehow to elevate the jazz to that kind of level we'll have to wait and see how that works out all right coming up right around the corner we've talked a lot about the donovan mitchell players tribune article that he wrote with his mom it was also accompanied by uh, a video and we want to play that for you because it was it was really good we'll get into that coming up right around the corner but we are live from marley's gourmet sliders 35 61 west 114 south we still have a few jazz shirts to give away but nico joins us now and nico you've been nice enough if uh, folks come in and buy some sliders you're hooking them up with some fries we're giving away the free french fry with the sliders and we the fries you, are awesome we want you to get hooked we know you will you try the, sli- the fries you'll be hooked they are good the shoestring fries yes. are, are tasty and, and much like everything you guys do nico all fresh you bet it is and I've been, eat, I've, been, order. I, I've been eating those nico during <laughs> while we're on the air it's very rude but i can't resist it's true with that sauce, mm, what can you do? Yep. Well, and, and we were talking about fresh. I mean, you, you told us a little bit earlier. I mean, you're getting not frozen meat. All the, you, you know, sauces are prepared here. I mean, you can absolutely taste the difference. Yeah. The burgers are local, so they're coming from us every couple of days and, and never frozen. He's grinding them. If you get if you get a burger on the day of delivery, he, he was grinding it that morning, and we got it on your slider that afternoon. Um, worst case scenario, maybe 24 hours later, but everything is as fresh as it gets. So, All right, we've talked to Keaton in the past. We've talked to Kyler. We've talked to a bunch of, uh, of people that make the magic happen down here. But let me ask you this. Who, get, who has the best ideas when it comes to <laughs> coming up with the, uh, the best sliders? Kyler's the creative one. I'll give him that. He's the creative guy. See, so, he's not here. You could have. He's just, not you know, here. I could have the... taken all the glory, but I'm not. I'm not the creative one. Are you the brains I'm behind the, the whole? Mean, I like. They always peg me as the one that's mean. I'm the one that's got to break hearts. No, I got to come in and you know tell everybody what to do. I really like people, so I work a lot with training, and I'm kind of the guy that has to break hearts and oh, put people wow. in their place a little bit. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're the mean one around here, these it's guys should so meet bad, some eh? of our staff here <laughs> at the zone. They should meet Lloyd, my goodness. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you need somebody to come down here and be mean for you, we got some candidates. Good, I'll if, let you uh, know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, get by here and see us. Get those free fries, 3561 West, 114 South. Nico, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, guys. Andrew. All right, we'll have more of the big show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This Show 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott hanging out with you. We're live today at Marley's Gourmet Sliders. You've got to combine, try it for yourself. 
3561 West, 114 South. And in fact, today, if you come in, say you've been listening to the zone and uh, buy some sliders, the good folks here at Marley's are going to hook you up with some free fries. So a little oh. extra incentive for you to get in here and make it happen. Uh, they are good. Oh, man. Mm. 3561 West, 114th South. We also want to remind you to join the zone in ARUP on Wednesday, July 3rd from noon till 6 at ARUP Blood Services, 9786 South, 500 West. Come save a life and donate some blood. It only takes 30 minutes, and you'll receive a Megaplex gift card and a popcorn voucher, not to mention some pretty sweet jazz gear, which you can get also if you come out here to Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Indeed. Big topic of the day today, Gordon. In fact, you wrote about this. I don't. Although I've kept my eye out, I don't see it up on the no, online I think quite I think yet. they're going to post it in the morning, but I did write it today. Uh, responding to uh, Donovan Mitchell's piece on the Players' Tribune, which is absolutely worth the read and would it encourage uh, everyone to go do so. But there was also a, a, a cool kind of video attached to it, and it is several minutes long, but it's, it's really good, and we thought it would be good to play. And listen to this, and if you've read the article, you can tell. Sometimes when you read the Players' Tribune stuff, you can tell someone has done a lot of work on that thing, you know, and you wonder a little bit who really was doing the writing. But when you, when you read that story today, Jake, did that not sound just like Donovan? Totally. Yeah, he, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. It, was, it was real, and it was from him. And uh, you'll be able to pick up on that in some of this, uh, some of this audio. All right, let's go ahead and play it, uh, Austin, if you please. Well, you know, it's, it's hard being one of the only kids who doesn't have money. If I rip my pants, we're not be able to afford another one, uh, unless we sacrifice a meal or sacrifice something. What struck me was by the time he was in seventh and eighth grade, he was by far our best basketball player. And kids go in two directions at that point. They can say, I'm going to shoot 40 times a game in my eighth grade basketball game. Or they're team players who pass the ball to their friends who know that they might be able to take the shot, but they're not going to because they want to include their friends. That was Donovan. Back is Wack Park in Harlem. With myself, my teammate Eric, my teammate Brandon, we all dunked for the first time on the same day in Lapland. Crazy. Uh, I don't know how that happens, but that was our first time ever doing it. Um, I was the shortest one, so it was the most impressive when I did. I remember back in the days when the squad. All I cared about, like I said, was just playing basketball. So I'm in boarding school my 10th grade year. My mom, you know, she always sees things ahead of time. So she told me that, you know, I was acting out of character. Not being the same humble kid just kind of getting out of my element and she had warned me that God's going to make you recognize that you have to you know be the same kid you always been didn't listen a week later I break my wrist in a baseball game I miss out on a whole summer of AAU and this is when rankings are huge every time I google my name it'd be like oh this kid is good but we're not sure if he's good enough he can't shoot all he does is dunk he's athletic that's it Fortunately for me, it fueled me, you know, all the negative stuff. And now it's like this this fire, like it's just starting to build and build and build. Number 21, Donald Mitchell has announced he is attending Louisville University. I got a text and it was like, we'd love to offer you uh, a scholarship to play at the University of Louisville. This is right before I'm about to play a game. I know, basically like, this is so crazy. I was thinking just about college. Uh, how do I get my degree in three, four years, and hopefully after that, make it to the NBA. I shoot sometimes on weekends at 1 a.m., um, you know, when there's college parties, and you understand that your other players and your teammates are out, so you go shoot. Caught myself one night. I was walking back from the gym, and the song 30 for 30 came on. And I texted my mom and dad, and I was like, I will never have to work again. I wasn't talking about the NBA. I just knew I was going to just make it somehow, in some way. I didn't know how. Because there was moments where I was close to just quitting basketball. That jump from high school to college, I think, is huge. And there were moments where I was like, this isn't it. We had played Virginia the game before. Um, I got... We got killed. Um, I was benched for the game against Indiana in the Pacers arena. All the scouts going to be there. Like, I knew he, like, deserved to start, and I knew, like, he was better than what his last game, because I do watch all of his games, and I did know that he needed a little booster. I was like, maybe I can help him. 
Jordan's not a, uh, I'm gonna say, it, she doesn't get really in depth with her emotions when it comes to my stuff. She's like, oh, you got it. That morning, my sister texted me. It was more like, I believe you can do this. I've always seen you work. Like, she was bringing up moments from the past. And that's when I was like, okay, like, if she's saying this, then it must be real. I knew it was motivational, actually. Like, it was a pretty good text message. Game and I had a career high that game. Splitting that right, hitting crazy shots, falling out of bounds. Mitchell all the way! And that game really changed everything. I mean, I was doubting myself, and my mom was saying the same thing, Jordan saying the same thing, but I didn't believe it until like, right before the draft. <laughs> With the 13th pick in the 2017 NBA draft, Donovan Mitchell from the University of Last night. <laughs> this was just, it was all brand new to me. It's just one of those things where he doesn't feel like you're there. Then when you hear your name called, I was also happy. An organization that I love. You know, I really fell in love with the, the city as a whole. I went and walked around when I first got there and somewhere that they treated you like nice and with respect. And you know, it was, it was a really special place. Felt like he really fit what we call jazz DNA. He, he fit the personality of our organization very well. It was the very first game where one of his teammates, I guess he got sick to his stomach or something. I'm not sure what happened, but Don had to start. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is the first game of the season and Don's on the court. I cried. <laughs> I'm starting. So I'm warming up. I'm looking just to get the visuals so I can be like, all right, like when the game comes, I'm not as nervous. It all hit you at one time, and that's when it was like, oh, snap. So like, this is now, it's all uncharted territory. Now I'm just out there just playing basketball. No one knows me. They don't know me as a shooter, so now they're going under screens, and the confidence just soared. Oh big-time players make big-time shots in big-time moments. Unbelievable. I used to hear it on the TV as he's watching it or he's going to a friend's house because they're having an all-star party or whatever it may be. Um, but for him to actually be in the dunk contest and win, and it was a great moment for him. Slam dunk champion Donovan Mitchell from the Utah Jazz. And I'm like, this is full circle for him. It's bigger than just having basketball shoes. It's what... Uh, I represent what Spider-Man is, like, like my nickname, what I stand for, what that logo and what the shoe itself represents, it's determination over negativity. You never know, especially with kids, you never know what kids go through, whether it's at home, at school, with work, with their friends, you never know. I want to be able to make sure people understand that I know that this isn't just about basketball, it's about just life too. But he saw someone pulling out their change to um, pay for something in the grocery store. But he was shy a few dollars and Don just said, you know, don't worry about it, it's on me. Left the money on the counter and walked out. Moments like that. Um, we had very humble beginnings and for him to remember what it's like to pull out, you know, I don't have it all. That makes me happy. I finally realized the impact I had. Now I'm at a point where I understand who I am a little bit better, I understand the life I have, but you know, it, when you look back on, it, on the moments I do, it's, it's still crazy, you know, to, to even be here. trials and tribulations and you know it may happen next year but I think going through what I went through this year I think it really helps me it really helped shape me in certain different many different ways there are times where I thought man maybe this is just a one-year thing and I'm like a, a one-hit wonder and that's it for me it was just continuing to find ways to to show show yourself what you can do
right, there you go. Uh, that is the, the video that accompanied the Players' Tribune piece by Donovan Mitchell today. And there was uh, a lot of kind of concurrent stories right. and those sorts yeah. of things. But uh, I thought that that would be valuable for our listeners. Dear. Yeah, I mean, people gobble that stuff up. That's cool. They did a great job with it. The, the whole thing today, great job on the Players' Tribune by Donovan Mitchell. And, you know, kind of coincides with the launch of his new sneaker and that's something we don't see around here all that much. Uh, jazz players having their own sneaker, not since Carl and the uh, and the catapults, the right? LA gear shoes, yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Didn't, they, didn't they outlaw those or something? I I think they did because they were too distracting or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know, but uh, like I said, we haven't seen that uh, in a while around no, here. No, I think that Donovan Mitchell is a special kind of star. I really do. He seems to be. You heard him talk about maintaining his humility and. He definitely has that, and he connects with the fans here. But he he is Hollywood, man. He, he is, is Hollywood. And, and this is going to happen more and more frequently over the next, who knows, decade. And jazz fans certainly hope that he'll be a part of the jazz throughout. But uh, he, he, is, uh, he has a big personality. He has a big game. And he's going to get better. And you know what that means. That means that, uh, hey, you can... Play for the Utah Jazz and be a big, big star. You don't have to go to L.A. And Mama was glad that he didn't go to L.A. Yes, she was. She didn't even want him to play in New York. And he's basically from New York. Yes. (laughs) Miami? South Beach? No way. Keep him away from there. Let him go to Utah. She said, quote, I was very pleased. And then added another. Very pleased. <laughs> yes, indeed. And Donovan said how much he loved it. You heard him talk about that. And uh, that that's music to jazz fans' ears. They love that stuff. Sham Sharania tweets out a little something about Derek Favors. little fave news. We'll get to that coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. We're live at Marley's Gourmet Sliders. 3561 West, 114 South. Drop by and see us. Get some sliders from Marley's, and they're going to hook up zone listeners with free fries. So take advantage of that. Uh, we'll have more straight ahead. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Who was better, Shaq or Carl? Better at basketball or had a better career? Who was the better player? Carl was a better basketball player. Shaq had a better career. Where are you drawing the line between the two? Carl was much more skilled as a basketball player. That's not the question. Uh, you, I, that's the, why who, I tried to clarify. Who, who was the better basketball player? Carl, who had a better career, Shaq? Uh, many general managers would disagree with you on that. You didn't say who general managers would pick. You asked me who was better at basketball. I gave you the correct answer. Oh, my goodness, you guys. I left my car for 10 minutes, came back in, and you're still arguing about Shaq. Give it up. Talk about something good. Hey, Jake. I've worked really hard on my game and maximized my potential. I am a very skilled basketball player at my church league, but Carmelo probably had the better career if you look at it that way, but I'm the better player. <laughs> Welcome on back. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You guys are still arguing about this? Come on! Talk about something good! We weren't arguing because that would imply that there was two sides. There was just one side, my side, the right side. Jake, you know when you say that kind of thing, America. all you do is piss everybody off? I had no idea. Who taught you to be that way? You weren't that way earlier on. Who Did, did Tony have this effect on you? No, not Tony. Hmm. <laughs> who, who, who could what, possibly what co-host of mine? Have, have made you into this monster that you've become? Monster. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're live at Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Let's get to this favors news real quick. We won't go back down the shack rabbit hole again. oh my gosh you guys are still talking about this i swear we spent like 30 seconds on it and people yeah, get upset yeah. um sham sharani of the athletic uh having this report coming out uh just about 10 minutes ago gordon uh he says utah jazz forward center Derek favors will enter the free agency period fielding calls from interested teams as if he will be an unrestricted free agent according to his uh his agent Favors, who has a July 6th date on his $17 million contract guarantee for next season, will have a robust market as a free agent with several teams pursuing big men. Wow, you know, that's kind of like that whole theory I brought up the other day about my friend who was dawdling, taking his time, uh, had a girlfriend he really thought he loved but wouldn't ask her to marry. And uh, finally, when somebody else asked her out, 
within a couple of days he came he's proposing. So when when somebody looks attractive to somebody else, does that make people here want to appreciate Derek Favors even more? And, and here's the other point. Why? I mean, do you think that someone has said something to him? By someone, I mean someone with the jazz saying, hey, Derek, you know, you better field some offers because we're not sure we want you. I don't know if, if the Jazz have put it that bluntly, but um, I would guess their communication with Derek, it's been pretty open in the past. I would guess they would say, Derek, we've got some time to, to see what's out there before we make a decision on you, and we're going to do our due diligence because we'd be foolish not to. Does that pull at the heartstrings of Jazz fans when they hear about other teams lining up to get a hold of Derek Favors? I think Jazz fans have a have an accurate appreciation for Derek and his value. Just for example, uh, if we said to Jazz fans out there, um, would you uh, mind if Derek Favors was not on the team next year and Tobias Harris was? What do you think mm. the response would be? Uh, that would be a slam dunk, people being excited about Tobias Harris. But if you said uh, to Jazz fans, would they be bent out of shape if Derek Favors uh, was gone and they didn't uh, guarantee that money and all they did was re-sign Epe Udo, their response would be, what the heck are you doing? Right. So I think, I think Jazz fans and probably the Jazz franchise, I'm sure, have an adequate appreciation for who Derek is as a player. And by the way, the, the you know, $16, $17 million is guaranteed next year. Right? Putting your money where your mouth is. I mean, that's a, that's a fine salary. And but he his contributions are fine as well, right? So okay, you did the extremes. How about like a Miritich? Now we're down to kind of splitting hairs over who's a better fit for what the Jazz have, right? And I could see opinions varying uh, on that on either side. So maybe that would be a little bit more controversial because they're just such different players. I think Derek Favors is a better player than Miritich. If we want to get into the game that you were playing with uh, Shaq and when we were comparing Shaq and Carl, but I don't want to go down that road again. No, please But not. Derek Favors is a better basketball player than Miritich, but Miritich might be a better fit for the Jazz right. as long as Rudy Gobert stays healthy. Right. No, I think, I think you're 100%. So, so maybe something like that would be a bit more controversial, but I, I think – I think that we all see what contributions Derek has made over the years. I mean, he's the longest tenured jazz man. We've all seen the development. They've literally won playoff series they wouldn't have without him. He is a good, good basketball player, and he's worth that salary, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. And I was glad the Jazz uh, gave it to him last year. But now, now it's less about how much Derek has to prove his value as can that money be used on a, to make the team better. Right. It's more about money than it is about Derek. Does that make any sense? I think it's more about a, a good fit than it is about uh, uh, Derek. He, his shortcomings are, uh, the perception is that his shortcomings are precisely what the Jazz need. Now, they also need some of his strengths. Right. But his shortcomings, that leaves something to be desired. I think they would, if they were well under the cap, I think they would gladly give Derek that money. I think they would be more than happy to. But as of right now, that's their only avenue of flexibility. All right, right. So it's not really anything personal. It's just kind of the Jazz, for lack of a better term, have painted themselves into a corner a little bit because there's no way other than maybe uh, another trade, uh, but there's no other way that they really can explore without – but that's, Making a decision that's on the him. game you always play when it comes to personnel in the NBA. Right. But know? it just happens that he's the only one on the team that can provide them that flexibility. True. True. And it's a matter of a fit. And uh, it's an ideal fit would be a four who can shoot from deep. And Derek really can't do that. All right. We are live here at Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Come on out and see us. Uh, 3561 West, 114 South. If you come in tonight... And grab some sliders. Tell them uh, you heard us uh, here on The Zone today. They're going to throw in a free batch of French fries. And let me tell you, these shoestring fries are absolutely terrific. They home make all of their uh, sauces, including the fry sauce and the various sauces that go on their sliders as well. Come on out and see us, 3561 West, 
114 South, and our good friend Keaton joins us once again. And uh, Keaton, we can't thank you guys enough for having us out, man. As usual, we've had a blast, and boy, the the food is just amazing. Glad to hear it. We always love when you guys come out, so... Is that kind of the difference that you guys put out there is, is standards? I mean, freshness, quality of food? I mean, in, in my mind, that just seems to be what separates you guys from others out there. Yeah, we hold ourselves to a pretty high standard with that. So then in turn, our employees and our chefs especially get really, they, it's a priority for them. So it's a cultural thing for sure that everyone's proud of it. Everyone's proud of what they're sending out. So. Now, that resonates with our listeners, I think, because how many of us have thought, okay, if I were going to start a restaurant, priority number one would be really good food. Yeah. You know? And I'm surprised that more restaurants don't do that. You guys do it within your realm. You know, it's not like fancy smancy food in here. It's just good eating, but it's quality ingredients, and uh, it tastes better. You yeah. can taste it immediately. Yeah, for sure. And it's easy to get caught up in, especially once you're in the business, there's so many moving parts and things to think about. But for us, coming from food first, it's easy for us to make sure the food is right and then worry about the other stuff on top of it. And, of course, the new location is, is beautiful. This is a great place to come and eat. But you guys also have, uh, have the drive through if people just want to spin mm-hmm. through and grab some food to take home or to the office or whatever. Yep. We got a drive through at both locations, so... And don't forget about breakfast. Bottomless French toast, pancakes, and the breakfast burritos are legendary. Who came up with that idea? Bottomless French toast. I don't know. We've been doing that for a long time. Now we're stuck with it. (laughs) We've got to keep it going. Do you guys keep track of who, like, holds the record? We should. There's some regulars that... They can put away some toast. They're they're losing your money, aren't they? Yeah, Yeah. we should start a wall. You guys fake clothes when those guys are coming up. Be like, all right, turn off the side. They're coming. There's a few guys at uh, 97.5, 1280 of the zone you might want to keep away from breakfast because, I mean, I think they could probably. Could could do some damage. Add a little star, except for these people. (laughs) (laughs) One order only, please. Uh, Keaton, you're the best. Thank you so much for having us, man. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Thanks. All right, come and check us out. Marley's Gourmet Sliders, uh, 3561 West, 114 South. Don't forget about their location in Linden as well. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. How about back-to-back Defensive Player of the Year awards for one, Rudy Gobert. He deserves a ton of credit for having that drive and that determination to be as good as he really is because his impact on a game defensively is unlike any other player that we've seen in the NBA for a long, long time, and he deserves all the credit in the world for it. Rudy Gobert is great, and he has earned everything that's come his way and certainly deserves it. Two-time Defensive Player of the Year. He is in rarefied air of people that have been able to accomplish that and he's 27 years old he is young he is probably about now to enter into the prime of his career and he's already got two defensive player of the year awards under his belt just let that sink in for a second catch hans and scotty every day from noon to three presented by your rocky mountain chevy dealers on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network Wrapping up a big show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. We want to say a big, big thanks to the folks here at Marley Square May Sliders. Boy, do they make the magic happen. 3561 West, 114 South. The food is absolutely unbelievable. And, Gordon, we had a bunch of listeners drop by. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Giving away a lot of gear and uh, eating a lot of good food. And this is... Uh there's a reason we love coming here. There's no doubt about it. And, of course, this is their new location now in the Salt Lake Valley. So, you know, you don't have the excuse anymore that you don't want to drive down to Linden. It's just uh, right here. And, of course, the Linden location still yes. slinging amazing food. So yeah, indeed. Folks out there have no excuse not to uh, give it a try. And like Nico said earlier, that uh, with the fries, they're, they're just trying to get our listeners hooked because they know you'll be back. Uh, I mean, you can't eat one. No, you certainly can't. You can't eat one fistful. No, so they, come hungry. Indeed. Uh, so big thanks to uh, Marley's for hosting us. Uh, they're absolutely the, the best. And today was a, a fun show today, Gordon. Yeah, we had a lot of ground to cover and a lot of interest in what's going on. I thought, uh, 
Jeff uh, from the Memphian, he uh, Jeff he, Calkins. Uh, yeah, Calkins. He had some uh, some really good information on Mike Conley and the, his contributions with the Jazz, and he really believes that the Jazz will be a strong contender with Mike Conley joining. And we're, we're still not sure what the final product is going to look like with the Jazz. Are they going to add one more big piece, or will it be sort of a medium piece here, a medium piece there? Will Derek Favors be a part of this project moving forward, or will it be somebody who is uh, a gifted three-point shooter? We don't know yet. So there's still pieces to be put into place, but the big three is set on this team. The the three uh, most productive leaders on the team are, are in place, and they seem to be very complimentary, and Jeff agreed with that. If Derek Favors isn't a part of the Jazz, and uh, th- this is kind of a thing that we've talked about for three years now, and so Derek's probably used to having his name bandied about, but if Derek Favors is not a part of the Jazz, then there will be another substantial piece. You would think so. You don't let Derry Favors just walk out the door without without having uh, kind of big dreams for another big uh, big time player. Well, and if they were to let him go, they'd have some other. They'd know what they're doing with that money. Right, right. And we there are little uh, hints here and there. I think the fact that the Jazz were as busy as they were in the second round of the NBA draft indicates that there are going to be openings on this team. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. Absolutely. And that they had to fill those openings. And normally, a second-round pick, you don't think that way. But three of them, and you're buying one? You're buying, what, the 58th pick for yep. a couple of million dollars? I you're, mean, you're looking for bodies. You're looking for people who can contribute yep. and, uh, and fill out that roster. So we'll see how it goes. But I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if there was another shoe to drop here that would be substantial. Yeah, uh, no doubt at all I could see that happening. All right, we want to say a big thanks to Jordan Pendleton, who joined the show today. Also uh, to Jeff Calkins of the Daily Memphian. Those uh, interviews are up online at 1280thezone.com. We want to say thanks to Austin, executive producer of the big show. Thanks to Zach, on-site engineer out here at Marley's. Thank you, Gordon. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, thank, thank, did you thank me for the wonderful Not Sports Report we had today? It was more of a, a broad thank you, but that Cobra story was, was something. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it was uh, the highlight of a lot of people's day. Yeah, you shaming me that I'd go inside if there were a rattlesnake in my yard. Well, you that's do what you the, said. You do the exact I, I, same I asked thing. you what you would do if you would protect your family and your child, and you said, no, I'd tell them to go inside. Here's what you would do. Lisa, Lisa, there's a snake in the yard, Lisa. Go get them. <laughs> no, I wouldn't because uh, snake freak her out she would not that she's not the one to ask to do that i would i would have to step into the garage and pick up that shovel myself all right indiana oh, when, when, a, when a job has to be done like that please. i'm your man i'm gonna be there i'm not gonna shrink away like you we'll talk to you tomorrow on the big show stay tuned 97.5 and 1280 the zone